listener production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. AB, coming live from Cairns tonight, of course, tomorrow, 42 for flood relief, 42k walk in one hit, raising money for those that, that really need it in far north Queensland after mm. those floods at the end of last year. Um, I tell you what, shout out to our team. I don't know who booked it, but they haven't skimped on the accommodation. I thought we'd be at the Cairns Caravan Park. We're staying at the bloody casino tonight. Yes, and I feel a bit ripped off in that regard because it's not a weekend. Like, I can't really, like, go out and enjoy it. Not that I gamble what, anyway, what, but... What, hang on. Also, what would you do on a weekend <laughs> at a casino? You don't gamble, you're right. I sometimes like to play a game of blackjack just oh. for fun to see what happens. I did it in Vegas. Well, what happens is you normally lose. It's well, no, I actually won, but I right. was on the Terps, obviously, back then. I put in. all of the chips in my bra and forgot right. about them. And the next yeah. morning I woke up and was like, hell yeah, 700 bucks. You won seven, okay. 700 bucks. So if you won $700 on blackjack, you didn't just play one game of blackjack. There's holes in your story Maybe here. two, but I don't remember much more There's than that. No, and I definitely didn't know how to play blackjack. The People max, around me helped me. The max you can put on a blackjack table, unless you're at some casino with celebrities, the max you put on is 100 bucks. So you, my friend, played at least seven games of blackjack inebriated. So you can only win $100 at a time, even no. in Vegas. So blackjack is like, it's like it's a 50-50 game, right? If you put mm. $20 down, you can win 20 bucks back or you lose your 20 bucks. So if you yeah, put 100 yeah, bucks down, so you're a gambler. Well, I won lots of cash. That's all I remember. <laughs> That's the beauty but of I gambling stopped. sometimes. That was the beauty. I walked away with the 700, not even realising to be fair, I thought uh, I'd lost it all, but it was in my bra. It's a fun game, Blackjack. I, I play the game on my phone. I actually don't go to the casino ever. I don't even know how to play. A dead set. Well, I was there and someone was helping me play. I don't remember who, but... So it's like, it's... um. You're basically trying to get to 21. Yeah, that's right. People count cards. Well, yeah, it's not real. Like, it's still luck. You know what I mean? You can't really get good at it. In that movie, he seemed to have a lot of luck it's like, from counting it's, cards. It's like mates of mine think that they're good at sports gambling. They're not. You no know, one's good you at gambling. You go through the odds and whatever. You just, you know, sometimes you have lucky weekends. Yeah, very true. Very Casino true. is, it's in the top three hotels in Canada. Have you been banned from this one? Because I know you've got no, a bit of track Townsville. record with, Townsville. with casinos. That was it. But you've checked that you're not still banned from Townsville. Yeah, because I've been inside it since. I went to a, um, there was a, uh, what was it? I can't remember what it was. It was a press conference or something last year, and I walked in, and it was sweet ass. Were you worried? A little bit, yeah. You were like, mm, because is it, the it, picture on the wall? It was 15 years ago that I was banned. It was a long time. There'll be a statute of limitations on bans from casino, surely. They need the money well, in the Well, surely it's day. like debt. You were telling me yesterday that debt collectors oh, yeah. reckon if you don't pay your debt for seven years, you're sweet. As long as it's under a certain amount. I think he said it was 150 grand. Sweet. <laughs> so if I take out 100K and buy a few jet skis in a car and I don't pay it back, I just got to hide for seven years. Well, because it's Easy. not worth their time. Apparently they have to go through some process where it's like, is it worth yeah. you continuing? to pursue this. By the way, this is rush hour science and math, not real science Don't actually and math, do so, it. Or yeah. we'll, we'll do it, but don't <laughs> say we said anything about it. And if we you did, then I'll pass on my previous debt collector. Oh, uh, funny. That will tell it would, you. It would make sense, though. So there was a myth years ago, yeah. which actually turned out to be true, but it's not the case anymore. So not a myth. That if you move uh, over to the UK yeah. or like overseas in general for a number of years, your hex debt will clear. Oh. And my cousin moved to London for about 15 years, came back probably two years ago, and he's just been waiting for it to come back in his account, and it hasn't. And he went to, like, Centrelink and everything and yeah. re-signed up to make sure that everything was legit, that he's, like, an Australian citizen. Still no hex debt. 
Wait. Like it's not even on his account. Oh, so there's no record of it. No. That's like when I moved to Victoria they wiped and it. got a manual license by accident. So you still drive manual today? I've never driven a manual. But your license right now on it's Queensland manual. says manual. Yeah. So legally I could drive one, physically I couldn't. I mean, it's frightening. I can, but it's not good, you know what I mean? I've driven a manual car maybe three or four times since I've had my licence. Yeah, I don't get the appeal. I found it too hard. I couldn't focus on the music and the yeah. radio and stuff as much. Like real pe- I would say we're the only people in the Triple M family that don't have manual cars. My dad doesn't li- have a manual licence either. Your dad doesn't work for Triple M. so Sorry, think, but he's a yeah. listener. Okay, Triple M. I'm talking to the immediate Triple M working family. Does Luke have a Wait, manual? Wait, your would. dad doesn't have a manual licence and he's as old as he is. How is that the case? He's 63 and doesn't have a manual licence. Automatic cars weren't even real. Because he grew he up well off and they had uh, all automatic cars. So he's like, I never learned. Oh, the Rolls Royce was auto. Yeah, pretty much. And he said, they actually had a driver. Um, he said, dead set to me once, don't worry, it's not like Wolf Creek. You'll never get into a situation Jesus. where you desperately need it. It hasn't happened to me yet. Producer Luke is hovering. Are you okay? I've got a manual license. Yeah, of course you do. You're a man. Is that man. what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, this is. He hasn't even been sitting here in. listening. And he's just, just swinging in. his big knob around. Hi, did you say oh, something that manual. makes me look hot? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm here for that. Oh. Manual license are very manly. How and is my your voice, voice is really husky. Still so bad. I don't know, mate. You gave me the bloody COVID, so you tell I me. I didn't give you COVID. <sighs> Who did then? Someone else. <laughs> Who? I, I mean, it was weird co- timing. Mate, it was. It was. I couldn't take the day off because you guys can't operate a show without me, so I had to be here and you chose to get COVID from me. That's what it was. Right. I got no idea how you didn't get COVID, by the way. <laughs> Matt, no idea, because apparently when you're pregnant, your immunity is zero, so I have no idea how. Like, I've got horrific hay fever, but that's part of it. Yeah. But I don't have COVID. And you, I did get you, vaccinated, you, though, recently. You, oh, we need to talk about this. You're mouth-breathing a lot, too. I know. I can't help it. Like, <sighs> Yeah, so when you're pregnant... It's scary. The blood flows way through your body. But you use your nose. It's conge- Like, listen... Yeah, it's working. It's somehow still not worse than... I know, I hate it because I hate mouth breathing. So I've got a I'm French taping bulldog my mouth. on the other side of the microphone. I'm having a hard time with it. So thanks for putting it. Literally, nothing gets by you. That's why we work Never. well. I have a pimple and you're like, nice this pimple, is- bitch. Oh. <laughs> Like I'll be, I've hey, worked all morning to cover it up, and we, you're like, we literally "Hey, what's have, that living?" We face? have meetings with our boss where he says over and over, "Don't let him get away with stuff." So oh, it no. goes both ways. You're just lazy at making fun of me. No, I just be a don't bully. like be a better bully. People. You know what I mean? I also, if I see someone has a pimple, I think, yeah. "Oh, they're pro- oh, they're probably trying to cover it up," and like it's probably they probably had a bit uh, of no, real crisis with it. This morning. when you and I have a pimple, we have a postcode, not just a pimple. We have a massive lump That's on the side. So of our head true. somewhere. They're we colossal. get quality over quantity. So when we get one, you've got to celebrate it. It's, just, <laughs> it's like if a child walked into the room right now, we're not going to not address the child. The <laughs> child's not expected to be here, so we'd address it. It's the same Great as your massive. Thank you. I can see at the moment you got one in the middle of your head that's trying to grow, but <laughs> yeah, it's not no. there yet. Oh, no, I've don't also got don't on you the pick side. it. No, I can't see the other ones. The ones on the side as well. Now, the ones you get in between your eyebrows are my favourite ones because it looks like they're trying to throw a hook on either eyebrow to connect them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway, yeah, no, you don't let anything go. The mouth breathing thing is such a – I'm hating it. Yeah, but I I like it. I don't know whether to say something normally because I'm I'm worried about it. It's a a symptom of pregnancy. So congestion is a symptom. Sounding like a pug. Yeah. No, just being – like your nose is fully blocked up. Yeah. Hey, it could be that or nausea. Would you rather me being like this the whole time? <laughs> or mouth breathing? I actually don't know. No, 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's not... It's. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you're clearing your, your throat or you're dying. I know. And the worst thing is you can't take the good stuff, the good, like, antihistamines that are full of steroids. Oh, I can't God. take them. So what other bad stuff do I have to look forward to? Because I thought this would be a quick The child? <laughs> no, I don't care about that. No, sorry, I care about the kid, but I'm not worried about the kid. Like, are you going to have, like, weird body things in the next few months? Oh, or? yeah, my boobs will start leaking. <laughs> what, before, before the kid? Yeah, in like two weeks, apparently. You better double bra. I don't want to see that. <laughs> you could get poop pads. I only what, read what about come, that on the weekend. What comes out of them? Milk. Already? Yeah. For who? <laughs> no, it's, a sh- it's shitty timing, to be honest. I don't know who planned this crap. It's wasteful. And you got big tartars. You're going to have, have two-litre bottles of milk every bloody time at least. That's at least the convenient part. But, yeah, no, I read about it on the app on the weekend. Right. Alex was like, oh, what? He yeah. alerted me to it. He's like, that's you know, soon. I don't know how messed up this was, but, but he did piss you off this week. And let's finish on this because yeah, I okay, think good, we good, need good. to go. But um, what you could do is... Empty the milk in your milk crate at home, fill it up with your leaky boob milk, and just see what happens with you. <laughs> just buy I mean, he's misbehaved. Well, it's not poison. I've tried other people's breast milk before. Yeah. A, fr- uh, a friend called Jojo. What? Like, I, she said, Do you want to try? I said, Oh, not really. She said, Do it. Said, what does okay. it taste like? Uh, it's not nice. It's I don't very, want to try my own too. It's watery. It's like bad coconut milk. Isn't it sweet? Uh, not the batch I had. No, it wasn't good. Anyway, radio show today. We are live from Cairns, preparing for 42 for flood relief. Hopefully my bosoms don't leak on that walk tomorrow. Uh, and hopefully we survive all that. We'll talk to you on the podcast tomorrow. Thank you. Bye. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Tropical Cyclone Jasper has intensified into a Category 2 system. The Rush Hour family in far north Queensland has been doing it tough. 500 millimetres of rain within 24 hours. The Rush Hour's 42 for flood relief. Let's go take a AB, 6.30am tomorrow morning, 42 for flood relief finally kicks off. I'm, uh, well, I mean, we were meant to do this together. You decided to get pregnant. Great timing. Um, I'm walking 42k in one hit as we raise money for those that desperately need it. People still recovering in far north Queensland from the horrific floods in December. Now, it doesn't matter where you are in the state. You can donate and get involved. Five bucks will make a huge difference. Yeah, we've had donations all the way from Toowoomba up yep. to the Cairns and far north region and everywhere in between. So we're so thankful for everyone who's been so generous. Still time to go. Now, tomorrow Triple, being trip, the big just day. Just really quick, if you're going to donate, head to the Triple website. M website. It's important to know. Triple M website, win tab, 42 for flood relief. And it is a GoFundMe, but it is yep. connected in conjunction with yep. Give It, so it's all very, very much regulated. Now, it is a big deal tomorrow for you to walk 42 kilometres. A year ago, you didn't know anything about fitness. You've become fitter of late, mm. but not walking, running fit, just boxing fit. Well, don't say just boxing fit. That's a special It's very fit. Fitness. Yeah, it's, it's different yeah. fitness. Yeah. So a lot of people are concerned. You actually have a good friend of, our, of ours of the show yeah. who is a trainer. Yeah, Marsha. Send from... you quite a f- concerned message today. Yeah, so Marsha runs a gym called Your Fitness in Cairns. Wonderful and, woman. And she said, this is at the 11th hour. She's been a great friend of mine for a long time. She goes, I'm a bit worried about you for tomorrow. I don't know if you can do it. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Needed so encouraging. But look, I think you can, but you're going to need. And this is really this is the hardest part for you. It's not the walk. Yeah. 
It's not anything to do with fitness. Yeah. It's taking help from other people. Oh, you guys are so annoying. We had, we had a meeting this afternoon just prior to this show, and it's with, uh, you know, one of the general managers, one of the promo managers, you, promo Luke, everyone telling me what to do. It's like, just shut up and let me walk. Well, we're That's trying to make sure do. that you don't get chafed nipples. Mo- mostly important I'll take on my the list is chafed nipples. And did you do anything to protect my nipples? No. Well, I bought Band-Aids. Oh, great. I'll use them. And I've also got tape. Great. But I also got talcum powder for you. I don't think you're... Perfect. You're not serious enough about chafe or ta- or nipple issues for my liking, but... And, and I suggested pickle juice. I, I'm trying to be helpful. You're not taking any help. Yeah. Well, you could this have... has got to be a team exercise. Yeah. Well, it's not a team exercise. You decided to get pregnant and left me all by myself <laughs> anyway. TripleM.com.au. Again, five bucks. And I'm not kidding. Five bucks makes a difference. Whatever Actually, you can spend. Actually, if you... Yeah, if you send... Yep. $10 right now. Anyone in right. Queensland, yeah. Elliot will promise that he will not right. only tape his nipples, but f- put evidence of it on our social media. I don't know if anyone wants to see my nipples <laughs> taped or untaped, but sure. TripleM.com.au. That walks 6.30 a.m. tomorrow. Kicking off, you'll hear it uh, on your local Triple M's wherever you are across the state. What's the best thing about moving out bush? And, and, and I'm willing to, to make this as broad as maybe you move from the city to a region. So it doesn't have to be in the middle of nowhere, but you could have moved from, I don't know, Brisbane or Sydney or whatever to somewhere like Townsville, Mackay, yada, yada, yada. However, uh, i got a mate, and he is a proper city flog, and I don't like to just throw that term around. Okay, think. but how do you define a city flog? Is it anyone who's been born in a city? No, it's someone that has just lived a city life that wears nothing but button-ups and chinos and, and loves paying $16 for a beer. and Has got, piccolos on weekends. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. He's a <laughs> so proper... my family, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone I know. He's a snob. Um, however, he's just gone back to university as a middle-aged student and he is set to become a teacher. He's graduated. Oh, wonderful. We need more bloke teachers, particularly in regional Queensland. Well, here's the deal. He has a job offer in Bamiga, right up the tip of oh. this beautiful state. A great part of the world. And he's thinking about saying no. Because he's saying to me, oh, I don't think there'll be enough to do. I'm saying, wow. I don't want to name this friend, so we're going to call him Craig. I say, Craig... You don't understand how much fun you will have up there. One triple three five three. I'd love to hear stories of people going bush and the best thing they learned about it. When you were there the first couple of weeks, what did you love the most? Maybe you ended up staying for life. What was it? I've had friends that have moved from the city to Weeper, and Weeper's a great spot, and they've fallen in love with the fishing and the lifestyle and all of that. Yeah. It, this, by the way. If he takes a gig, Abby, he gets housing, he gets everything, but he's worried he won't like it because it's not the same. And the regional teaching gigs as well. They help you with your career. Yeah. Look, I obviously did this. I'm from Brisbane, born and bred, and mm. moving to regional was really, really weird because anyone that's from Brisbane or has spent time there knows everybody in Brisbane knows each other. It's this big who's who, what school did you go to? Moving to a regional place, no one gives a crap in the regions, and it's so humbling. Mm. It's the best. Mm -hmm. People don't care where you came from, what your story is. You are your own person, and you start from there. Also, every single time I go back to a city now, I cannot bear more than 40 minutes of traffic. He will absolutely love his short commute to work. And I feel like, and I know I'm. this is probably too in-depth, I feel like people in the city don't actually care what you have to say. I feel like people in the city don't care about people who look past him, and I found that very different in country and regional towns. I don't think people look at each other in the eyes no. like they do when they walk no. past someone on the beach you know or on the street of a regional to Queensland town. City flogs. One triple three <laughs> five three Queensland, over to you. The best thing about moving out bush... Let's go to Mackay. What, who doesn't love to move there, Kat? One triple three five three. What do you most love about moving from the city to the bush? What's your recommendation? Um, well, originally I was living 
on the beaches in Perth and I lived there most of my life and I met a farmer uh, about 40 k's inland to Mackay and it was the scariest thing I ever did. I sold my house on the beach and said goodbye to my friends and work and everything and um, when I go back there now, it took about two good years to adapt um, but when I go back now, I just think it's really hectic and I've just got this amazing big beautiful farm to live on and it's peaceful and I guess the biggest thing I miss is just scootering down to the beach and going to cafes because they're all on tap and I don't have any of that anymore. Um, But Uh, I've just learned to adapt, yeah. yeah, Okay. What I don't understand is you were living in Perth. How the hell did you meet a bloke with a farm 40Ks from a car? How did that happen? I met him online, actually. Did you? Gosh, that's a big Tinder I, radius. Tinder or the fish uh, 50, one? 50,000 Ks. No, it wasn't on Tinder. Um, yeah, look, it was the best. Ad in the paper. Luckily, it worked out. Luckily, yeah. it worked out. All right. Appreciate your call. Thanks very so much. So true, though, what she's saying about the rush. It's I, getting away from the speed, the traffic, the noise. It's That's a big feature. The uh, Back in the studio, our button guru, Nate, was we're live from Cairns today. Nate, Steve called. He couldn't stay with us, but but what did he say about the best thing about moving about Bush was? I said it's quieter and friendlier, yeah. which I think yeah. is just diplomatic for less uh, turd burglary. <laughs> gotcha. Go. Gotcha. Uh, actually, while we're in Cairns, why don't we stay here? Glenda joins us, one triple three five three. Thanks for calling the Rush Hour, Glenda. My hey, how are you? Doing really well. I just think my friend is a, is a turd burger because he doesn't move to Bamaga, says there isn't enough to, to do. Best thing about moving out bush, what do you got? Hey, I got a bit of bad and good about it, so okay. loved it. Loved going out there, the camping, the experience. Mm. What you see is spick spam. Yep. Absolutely amazing. The only thing that I didn't like it, because I've moved to a few communities mm. and I've lived there for a while, the gossiping, the backstabbing, all that crap. I was going to swear, but I better not. Hang um, on. You reckon the <laughs> gossiping and backstabbing oh. in country towns is worse than the city? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. It's because just concentrated. The city, cause yeah, because yeah, I was like in Melbourne, right? Don't hate mm. me for it, but I moved up here. I won't so, hate you, um, but I do hate Melbourne. Keep going. Yeah, tell me about yeah. it. Why do you think I moved? <laughs> anyway, so so like I'm probably for eight years I've been travelling around communities, staying about two right. years in each, maybe three some of them, and I swear to God, the gossiping, it's like, just <laughs> shut up. Yeah, I mean, I can see both sides. I definitely oh, think living funny. in a city had existed as well, mm. but... It is, but I didn't right. hear it as much. Do you know what? It's it's Facebook groups. It's community Facebook groups for yeah. towns. They <laughs> create yeah. it all together. So if you can move, if you can move, true, true, true. If you can move to Bamaga but not join the What's on Bamaga Facebook yeah. group, he'll have a great time. Yeah, and maybe leave his chinos in Brisbane. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. This is the Rush Hour's Forty Two for Flood Relief. Let's go take a walk. Look. Day is almost here, AB. Tomorrow I walk 42 k's raising money for a wonderful cause starting in the south of Cairns in Gordon Vale, ending at Yorkies Knob Boat Club. Uh, trying to help those uh, in need after that horrific flooding end of last year, mid-December it was, where still so many people haven't been able to reopen their businesses, still so many people are rebuilding their homes. We've asked people to donate online, triplem.com.au, the website. Uh, joining us now is a bloke whose business was directly affected, not necessarily by the flooding, but the fact people couldn't get there because of road Mm. situations for a long time. From Hartley's Creek Crocodile Farm, Peter Freeman. Hello, legend. 
Hello. Let's have a look at that night, Peter, and, and what it meant for you guys for a, a number of weeks. People couldn't get there. It was all rather bizarre because uh, Cyclone Jasper crossed the coast on Thursday, mm-hmm. and then um, we cleaned up Hartley's with, by 2 o'clock on Friday. It was minimal damage, just a few trees down, just leaves. Had a couple of beers, and then we actually opened the park up for business on Saturday. Um, then Saturday night, we all went to Ellis Beach Bar and Grill for our Christmas party. Right. Left there at 10 o'clock, had a, had a few drinks, and I did not even hear the rain that night. I was maybe had too many drinks. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> I think normally you might be able to, but Christmas party, it's a, it's a fair assessment. Yeah, yeah, it's after Christmas party, you're allowed to drink. Um, <laughs> and so I slept through the whole thing, and then I woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and uh, where's Angela? So I walked into the office and it just looked of horror on her face. And she was just white and just, okay, what's happening? She said, the world's falling apart. <sighs> Everything's flooded. There's landslides. There's go- we can't get to work. We can't have no idea what's happening at Hartley's. And it just... Yeah, it just spiralled out of control then. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's such a difficult situation for you too, being a tourism-operator-based business. The Christmas holidays is surely a peak time and, and obviously a lot of flights. The airport was closed for a part of that. People weren't travelling. Yeah. Yes, no, our son was flying in uh, on that weekend as well and uh, we had to put him up in a hotel in, in Cairns because uh, we couldn't get to the airport to pick him up. He got the last flight in before the airport closed. Far oh, yeah. Now... Peter, I've met yourself, I've met Angela as a kid. I went to Hartley's Creek Crocodile Farm so many times. It's a wonderful attraction between Cairns and Port Douglas on the way there. Uh, You guys did lose a lot of money over the break. Despite all that, I'm told you'd like to help out with our 42 for flood relief. Oh, I think it's what we can do. Like I say, our biggest issue was having the road closed. How much would you like to donate today? Um, $1,000. You're a good man. Jesus. Peter, that is so bloody kind, mate. And and just so you know and others are aware, every single dollar that's donated, and you can do it via the Triple M website, find the wind tab and find 42 for flood relief. Every single dollar will go to people rebuilding their homes, to people Mm -hmm. trying to get their businesses up and running as well. So thank you so much for your kindness, mate. You guys run a wonderful operation at Hartley's. Really appreciate your time on the rush hour of the Savvy too. Thank you. Enjoy the walk tomorrow and hopefully it's a little bit cloudy. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy isn't today. the word, I don't think. Yeah, Just I, I, tolerate. I, I don't know if we'll get enjoy, <laughs> Pete, but I appreciate the wishes, brother. Thanks again for your generosity. <laughs> yeah, take plenty of sunscreen with you. <laughs> oh, you, mate. Not too late to donate. Again, our website is triplem.com.au. You find the wind tab there and then click on 42 for flood relief. We kick off tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. Norman Park. If you're in Cairns in Gordonvale, I'm stopping outside the pie shop. Go figure. Norman Park. You can bring him treats along the way. It'd be bloody good. I'd love to know everybody's thoughts on this because I think it's going to be a really divisive issue for Queensland. One triple three five three is the number. How soon is too soon for a new pet? The last week has been pretty rough for extended members of my family when it comes to their pets. And we're one of those families where our dogs are an extension of our life. My aunt, she had a beautiful cat for 20 years. It was her best friend in the whole world. Mm-hmm. He sadly had to be put down. She bought a new cat within one day. Right. Of the old cat passing. Yeah. Her husband passed 
a few years ago as well. She's been going through it, and, and I think companionship is the most important thing for her. So straight off the bat, her choice was, no, I'm not going to sit around and mope. I'm going to have a new animal and make that my thing. Personally, I've always been more of a waiter. Like, we had our family dog growing up, and we, we probably had seven or eight years in between getting another what? dog after her. Just because I didn't want it to feel like – my parents were the same. We didn't want it to feel like it was replacing – Something in someone that was so beautiful to us. No, but it, we had to wait. Uh, you're give it filling some time. a void in your own heart. Our, when, whenever we've lost a pet, our family we've we've got a new one almost locked in the next day. The next day. Yeah. And there's uh, my husband as well. His family dog got put down over the weekend. His parents also. Why are we bringing dog put looking. down here on a on a Tuesday beautiful afternoon? This is what because we're doing. Because it's something we all go through, and okay. it's tough. And I'd love to know where Queenslanders sit in terms of. Yeah. What is okay? I personally am on the wait a little bit till you're ready, grieve properly side of things. However, it seems a lot of people in my family, extended family, mm. are happy to just dive back in, and you're the same. Uh, always been the case in our family, yep. What's the rule? Is what is the per- what's the perfect spot? How soon is too soon for a new pet, Queensland? One triple three five three is the number. Townsville first. Andrew, where do you sit? I'll never get another one. Can you tell us... What you had before? Um, I had a female staffy, and she had cancer in the back leg, and we had to get her foot down. So sorry, a- a- Andrew. Is it, is it the sadness that you went through that that makes you not want to ever do it again and go through that again? It kind of was that, but then on on the other hand, I'll never find another one like her either. Yeah, yep. That's yeah. I feel that. That's they're once in a lifetime, sometimes not replaceable. So thank you for sharing that, mate. We'll go to Cairns now. Libby, how do you feel? Um. Yeah. Well, it's it's a divided feeling in our family. Like um, from fresh experience, we actually had to put our cat of fifteen years um, down yesterday. I'm so sorry. Um, so yeah. It, very emotional times, you know, it's been a, a, a very rough kind of 24 hours and I kind of, um, you know, lots of dreams last night where I could feel the cat's energy around and it's just, you know, the process of going through all his stuff, getting rid of that. And yeah. this morning I actually thought, you know, I just feel like going to get another kitten, like yeah. just starting fresh with a new life and letting the children pour love into that animal mm. and kind of try and heal some of this hurt. Um, on the other hand, my husband is complete opposite. He's like, yeah, no, nah, okay. I can't do this heartbreak again. It's just too much. We had to, um, a dog died in more kind of um, dramatic circumstances a few years ago. And I think we went through that. And now with the cat, he's kind of done. He's like, no, nah, not for a very yeah, long time. He, he won't even go near animals. Whereas I, I could easily let another animal into the house and, you know, have I, I feel it's very empty without any pets. It's like the mm. first time in nine years where there hasn't been a pet in our house, which is which is you know, it's such a strange, uh, empty feeling. So, yeah. so Libby, yeah. if, sorry if if you're saying that you would like to get another kitten, and mm. your husband is saying I no. Would to getting another yep. kitten. When do you yep. pick up said kitten? When is that happening? <laughs> it's on the way home now, isn't I it? Think, <laughs> I think the day after putting our, our long-time um, fur baby um, yep. down is too soon Fair uh, enough. for him. I think I'm just going to let the dust settle and find there might be a right time where we can approach the conversation as a family. Yeah. 
can make 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 a bit of compromise. I think that's the best way to go about it. Well, thank you for that, uh, and of course, sorry for your news as well. Cairns, finally, Matt, where do you sit on this fence? Mate, I I, I believe it's up to the individual. Just like that previous uh, caller, mm. she's uh, she's all for it. She wants a new a new cat for her kids to grow up with, and she also acknowledges that her partner's not ready for it as well, which is. What I'm trying to say is it really is up to the individual. and But what it comes down to is that animal, whether it be a dog or a cat, budgie, guinea pig, pig, um, that animal is what needs to be cared for the most. That is what needs to be taken into consideration as far as I'm concerned. So um, if you're in a position where you don't feel that you can deal with it, well, then it's not best for you or the animal. Very, very well said. Another element to also add to it, Matt, which you might agree with, I feel like if you are going to go and replace the pet with a rescue, there is that whole, hey, you know, we were so sad to lose our pet, but also we've given this animal that really needs a home another home in its place. Do you think that that sort of can come into it and make it a bit quicker? 100%, 100%. Um, My personal situation is I wanted a dog for many, many years. We lived in suburbia. Both me and my partner, kids are at school, we're at work. Dog's going to stay at home all day by itself. To us, that's not a fair way to treat a dog. I'm not telling anybody how yeah. how you should be doing it, but we that's not how we wanted to raise we wanted to raise our dog. Eventually, a few years later, um, I was able to take on a job caretaking for a farm up here in Cairns, and my partner was reluctant to get a job a dog, but it was her that brought in the rescue dog. It was her that, that a stray came to her and it was it was offered to her, it needed a home and she rang me and she brought it to us. And that dog is now my partner passed away last year. Oh man, and I'm so sorry. That that that's okay. It but there's Unfortunately, there's a lot of us going through the same thing and a lot worse, okay? Um, but that, that dog has been, been my core, my, it, my, literally my core, okay? And after my partner passed, obviously I'm not the right frame of mind to, to supply and to give uh, her the same, love and res- uh, the, the same love and attention that I had done prior. So in my case, I wasn't ready for a second dog but I did go and get a second dog of the same sex and of the same breed. I got two blue healers, and I specifically done that knowing that it was going to be full on, but I accepted it for the sake of the dog and for the sake of my other dog, Hippa. Yeah, okay. No, I get that. It's 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 a coping mechanism for you, but also in the long run, it's something that she wanted for you. So thank you so much for sharing that as well. Tough. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it hasn't happened to well, me. There's no right or wrong. You learnt that. There's no right or wrong. It's what Ugh. feels what right for you at the time. What is correct, though, mm. is that pets are family members to people, 100%. and we do need to treat it like a family member death as well. Uh, we're going to go to our newsroom now, and I'm so glad we flicked that New Zealand Muppet, Archie Milligan, because he sucks. We're going to the best <laughs> in the business now. Uh, the news guru, Tara Cassidy. Hello, mate. Hello, and brutal. Yeah, <laughs> she's... But on a stuff, Archie. She is the one that pays his bills and well, his checks and everything, so it's justified. Um, hey, big news in Queensland today. We have Tara Katarina Carroll, the police commissioner. She has stood down. In the announcement, did she say why she's doing so? 
Yes, she did. So um, today she's announced that she's not going to be continuing in the top job, but her contract was due to expire um, in a couple of months' time. So she's basically just brought forward her decision um, because there'd been a lot of speculation, a lot of questions around what she would do. um, And because she'd made her final decision, she's decided to let people know. And um, there was a few things that she'd said. One of them, the main reason she said is she wants to focus on family. Obviously, that's uh, that is a reason that we do often hear when um, people in top jobs decide to leave. Uh, it's a role that's often in the firing line and and can be very difficult, particularly I imagine being the head of. Um, the Queensland Police Service. Um, and she'd also said that she just wants to give someone else, uh, another leader, a chance at tackling some of the state's most complex issues, including youth crime and, and domestic violence, which she'd said is going to be a big issue um, still ahead for police for, for many years to come. Now, she has cropped a lot of criticism because she was overlooking the police department throughout COVID, uh, throughout obviously this ongoing youth crime justice issues within the department and they've also had an inquiry of late so the the writing was pretty much on the wall we knew that this was going to happen anyway even if it wasn't her choice well, she stands by the fact that this was her decision, that she's not being sacked. Um, she, there had been, um, the Premier had actually said that they are not asking her to leave. If she wanted to stay and continue in the role, she would be open and they would be welcoming of her to do that. Um, so they have stood by that this is absolutely her decision to stand down. Um, so make of that what you will. Um, but absolutely, it hasn't been without, I guess, rumbling in, rumblings in the ranks. There has been um, officers that have come forward and said that they have lost confidence in her as a leader um, and that was put to her earlier today and she'd said that, yes, there may be some pockets of the Queensland Police Service that feel that way, but she believes that the majority don't have that sentiment. Tara, for a, a dum-dum like me, uh, I, I like when I go to watch a movie online, I use Rotten Tomatoes sometimes and they have a ripometer for, for movies. So 100% <laughs> means it's a great film, 1% means it's a, a dud. Where do we think the public perception and maybe inside the police, where was Katarina Carroll on the, the ripometer by the end of the tenure? Oh, gosh, you're basing that off my opinion. Well, look, I think... It, based on what they're saying, yeah. within the police, I think perhaps you'd say it might have been a three overall, but there was there's definitely oh. um, large portions that very much support her entirely, yeah. and there's smaller portions, I'd say, that have a very um, strong opinion on it. Um, from a public point of view, I don't even think maybe even worth rating because at the end of the day, um, the intricacies of an organisation, the reasons um, decisions mm. are made or whatnot, it's, it's hard to say. Um, so... Nonetheless, she has she has stood down, and um, she's saying it was it was all her choice. Jeez, you made a dumb question sound outstanding. Thank you so much for that. Do we have any idea at this point, Tara, of who might be in the lead to take over? Not so much, but we yeah, the Queen um, Premier Stephen Miles. Obviously, that was one of the first questions that people have been asking since um, since the news. He just kind of pivoted and has, has tried to give her um, some praise for what she's done while she's been in the role and, and um, just come back and said, look, we're still not sure who it will be. Um, there hasn't been much, I'm sure, internally probably speculation, but um, not externally yet. Mm-hmm. But we will definitely be keeping an eye out for any rumblings and I'm sure that that won't be the last time it's brought up at a press conference either. No, no definitely a, not. A bloody tough gig, not one I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. So we, we thank Katarina Carroll for all she did and wish the best of luck to whoever comes in next. Tara Cassidy, so much better than Archie Milligan. Thank you for your time <laughs> on the Rush Hour, the Salvo. Uh, thank you very much. Also would say for 650k a year, I mean, not a bad pay either. This-
This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. The next time we speak to you will be during our 42 for flood relief. AB, we are live in Cairns and tomorrow at 6.30am we get underway. You will be on foot in Mm. approximately 12 hours and 14 minutes and 56 seconds to be exact. So how are you feeling? Uh, I wasn't nervous, but everyone keeps annoying me about it. Everyone's texting me saying, you're walking 42 Ks in one hit. How are you going to do it? Yada, yada. Well, I don't know, but I'll find a way because it's a great cause. I love this entire state. I do have a bit of bias towards far north Queensland. I grew up here and they were absolutely savaged by that, that flood mm-hmm. at the end of last year. We're raising money, triplem.com.au, every K I walk, and now he's going to raise some money. So. And most importantly, you're a mm. stubborn jerk. I am stubborn. So you will yeah. not allow this no. walk to beat you. No. I am so sure of that. Yep. You could have been you six months ago, which was much less fit man. Yep. You would still finish this yep. out of sheer willpower just to be right. I've never And there's walked... nothing more beautiful than that. <laughs> there is nothing more beautiful. I've never walked further than about 15k, I reckon. Like in in sport, I reckon I would have done some running at times that maybe added up to a lot, but I've never walked anything like 42. It'll be an interesting day. Norman Park in Gordon Vale. We start tomorrow. If you're in the far north, come and say good day at 6.30am, 42 for flood relief. Not too late to donate at triplem.com.au. 